Welcome into Weekly Edition. This week, we wanted to focus on one of the great charities here in New Mexico and actually around the country doing some great work. Uh, joining us now is Sarah Lister. She's the president and CEO of Make-A-Wish New Mexico. Sarah, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I think Make-A-Wish is one of the charities that I assume everybody knows what it is. So for anybody listening that doesn't know, can you explain it? Sure. So Make-A-Wish um, is a charity that is nationwide, but there are different chapters around the country. So there are 59 chapters in the United States and Make-A-Wish New Mexico is one of those chapters. And we grant life-changing wishes for children battling critical illnesses. Um, I think one of the common misconceptions around Make-A-Wish is that when the charity was originally founded, it was to grant the wish of a terminally ill child. And that was a very important thing. But what they found out as they went through the process of working with kids who are battling critical illnesses is that a wish really provided hope um, and helped them through their medical journey. And so we actually grant wishes for kids who are critically ill, but it's not a dying wish. Sadly, some of our, our children do succumb to their illness, but a majority of the kids go on to live um, full, healthy, happy lives. And, and we believe that their wish provides them um, some hope in a very needed time and, and helps them work through their medical journey. So you say wish. Um, will you explain to people what you mean exactly by that? Sure. So we go in um, and children are referred to us by their medical providers or family members, um, social workers that they work with. And we go in and interview the child to find out what their one true wish might be. They go through so much in terms of medical care and hospital stays that a normal childhood just isn't possible for them. And so we want to come in and let them know that the possibilities are limitless. And so we talk to them about something that they love or that they've always dreamed of doing. And so it usually takes on um, sort of one of five things. And so kids can wish to go somewhere. Um, so take a trip to Walt Disney World. They can wish to be something. I wish to be a firefighter. I wish to be a ballerina. Uh, they can wish to have something. So we have some kids who've wished for um, a new gaming system. They can wish to give. That's not always as common, um, but it is an amazing wish where they want to pay their wish forward and do something um, for somebody else or for their community. And and then the final area is I wish to meet. So some kids wish to meet their favorite celebrity or somebody that has been very impactful in their life in some way. And so we work with the child to find out what would provide them great joy and hope during a very difficult time in their life. And, and we make that wish happen. Uh, and it's a fascinating charity. And in terms of so many charities are geared towards, I guess, ultimately, you know, research and, and dollars spent. And they, it's, I think what's always fascinate me about Make-A-Wish is it's so easy to see what you guys are doing. It's such a visual or it's easy to understand how this thing came, you know, to fruition. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, that's obviously something that really draws people to Make-A-Wish and something that I love and is very close to my heart. Certainly, research is needed so that one day Make-A-Wish wouldn't have to exist because children aren't battling these sorts of diseases. But until that day comes, we provide the child with a break from having to think about 
being sick or dealing with a diagnosis. And it's exactly what you just said. It's it's very immediate. Sometimes it can take a little bit of time to make their to grant their wish, but it's something that's happened. It's something that's tangible. Um, people who support or donate make a wish or volunteer, they actually get to see it happen. And so that um, is truly life changing, not only for the child and their family, but really for the people who involve themselves with Make a Wish. It you get to see um, a child's life change in a matter of moments. And and we have people who come back to us decades later and say that their wish still impacts them to this day. And so it's a it's a great thing to be a part of. And we feel truly blessed. So talk to me about Make-A-Wish New Mexico. Um, how, how I guess we're a small state. We don't have mm-hmm. uh, a, the same kind of population that, you know, California, New York have. How many... Um, wishes or how many kind of, I guess, kids are you working with um, normally? Sure. So in New Mexico, uh, we make a wish. New Mexico covers the entire state. So we grant wishes in every county in the state. And that's really only possible through the help of volunteers, because we're a very hands on organization. We want to build relationships with the child and their family members. And so we in, engage the use of volunteers across New Mexico. Um, we are a small staff. We're a staff of five people. We are headquartered in Albuquerque, but we travel all around New Mexico. Um, and like I said, work with great volunteers to grant wishes. Typically, uh, pre-COVID, we granted over 100 wishes per year on average for New Mexico kids, um, usually around 105. Once COVID hit, that number has been split into about half just because Obviously, travel is not a possibility right now or any wish that would require large crowds. So we've had to postpone those wishes. They are not canceled. Uh, We always make sure to let kids know that your wish is going to happen. It's just going to take us a little bit more time because of everything that's going on with COVID. But we are a chapter that grants based on our population size and our staff size. We are a chapter that grants more wishes than most that have a similar uh, population that we do. Actually, it makes sense that a lot of the meet and greet, um, I know that, you know, I see some of the the Marvel characters always seem to be mm-hmm. you know, doing Make-A-Wish things, uh, but is it, it, they're obviously not doing those things. What are the considerations? Because I imagine that not all kids in a position to earn, I guess, earn a wish. Maybe that's not the right way to say that, uh, that, that get a wish that they can't leave, that COVID's might not even be that different for a lot of these kids, that their ailment, that they can't just hop on a plane, they can't just meet a stranger. Is that the case? So obviously, you know, COVID has really taught our entire world about what it's like to deal with being immune compromised and taking, you know, safety precautions. For Make-A-Wish, that's something that we deal with on a regular basis. Obviously, we've not dealt with it in the on the global level, but as you said, a lot of our wish kids um, deal every day with being in a situation where they aren't healthy enough to necessarily travel. And so when we are going through the wish granting process with them and interviewing with them, we not only talk with the child, but we also talk to their healthcare providers to make sure whatever they're wishing for is medically appropriate and we could make that happen for them. And so um, the, the medical teams that treat these kids always go out of their way to help us find a way for us to grant that child's wish. And so, you know, we talk to them about 
maybe you can't do it this way, but what if we tried something different? So a great example is right now during COVID, if a child wished to meet their favorite movie star, we couldn't send them to California or New York to make that happen because of travel restrictions. And certainly we don't want to put an immune compromised child on an airplane right now. But some of the ways that, that we've worked around that is that some celebrities are doing virtual wishes right now. And so a child may get to FaceTime with a celebrity. And while some folks may say, oh, that's that's not as impactful, particularly for older wish kids, if you got to spend an hour on the phone or on FaceTime with your favorite celebrity and really get to know them and talk to them, um, that may be more impactful than meeting them for a shorter period of time before they performed on stage or on a movie set. And so Make-A-Wish is really going out of our way right now to try to figure out ways to make wishes happen and get to the heart of a child's wish and make sure that we honor what that wish is, but do it in a way that's medically appropriate. So certainly during COVID that's happening far more, but we're making those, um, we're pivoting all the time when it comes to our wish kids based on where they're at in their treatment. Uh, we're talking with Sarah Lister. She's the president and CEO of Make-A-Wish New Mexico about the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I have so many questions, um, but let me start with how did Make-A-Wish begin? Sure. So Make-A-Wish actually started um, in 1980 in Phoenix, Arizona, and there was a little boy who had cancer, and his name was Chris Gracious, and Chris dreamed of being a police officer. And Unfortunately, um, when Chris was diagnosed, the survival rates for the type of cancer he had were not very high. And so Chris's mom, along with some family friends who were um, on the state troopers in Arizona, came together and made, wishes, made Chris's wish of becoming a police officer a reality. And so it really took on an entire community and everybody got involved and uh a lot of news stations found out about it, and they covered Chris's wish. Unfortunately, Chris did succumb to his cancer shortly after his wish was granted. But all of the people who were involved in making that happen for Chris were so impacted that they said, there, there are so many more kids like Chris. Who else can we do this for? And so they came together and they literally collected the money out of their pockets in, in a living room. And the, the founding of Make-A-Wish came from that. And so they began to grant wishes for kids that, that were terminally ill. One of the struggles that they found along the way, and, and this is easily understandable, is that they would go to families and say, we'd like to grant a wish for your child. And parents would say, no, thank you, because they didn't want to say that their child was terminally ill. They didn't want to say that their child was going to pass. And so really a transition um, over a number of years began to happen where certainly wishes are granted for kids who are terminally ill, but they're granted for children who are battling critical illnesses in general. And that can be a variety of conditions, because as I shared with you earlier, we really believe that a wish is more than just a singular moment in time. It's really a gift of hope that shows a child that there is life outside of their illness and their diagnosis and that they can do so many things. And what doctors have told us and even some research has already found is that a child who's getting a wish granted participates more in their in their medical treatments because they want to feel good and be well for their wish. 
And so um, we hear all the time from family members and, and doctors and nurses that when a kid is getting their wish granted or after their wish is granted, it's like a totally new child because they have hope again. Wow. Uh, so let's talk about how people can get involved uh, if they're listening to this interview, if they want to donate to Make-A-Wish, if they want to uh, get involved with the organization. What's the best way to do that? Sure. So we're on social media. So you can follow us on all the major social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, and we're Make-A-Wish New Mexico. You can also go to our website, which is newmexico.wish.org. Um, on our website, you can donate to Make-A-Wish. You can also learn more about becoming a volunteer. We call um, our volunteers wish granters because typically pre-COVID, wish granters go into a child's home or into the hospital in teams of two and interview the wish child and really form a one-on-one -on -one relationship and then follow them throughout their wish process. And so that's amazing. Now, because of COVID, we've been having to do those interviews virtually, but it's still a great way to get involved and uh, meet a child and their family and become just an amazing part of their life. And I promise you that not only will the child's life be changed, but our volunteers' lives are changed just you, as much. You guys are, are one of the first charities that I really heard about um, donating miles that like you, you're flying kids to Disneyland or to, you know, to meet Kenny Chesney. Miles yeah. is, is it was something I'd never heard it before. I hear it a lot now, but you were the first charity I heard that was looking for people to donate miles. Yes, people can donate airline miles. And it's a it's a great way to help support a wish and help us defer costs. You know, the average cost of a wish is about $10,000. And typically, about 6500 of that is cash costs. And about $3,500 of that is in kind. It obviously varies based on what a child's wish is. But things like donating airline miles um, is extremely beneficial. And in New Mexico, by and large, we tend to have larger families. And so when we're sending a wish child on a trip to Disney World, we're not just sending the wish child and their parent. We're sending the wish child, their parents, and their siblings. And so um, that's typically, you know, four more people, um, not just one or two. And so airline miles can be a very large expense for us. You mentioned the amount of money that it takes to grant a wish. I happen to be living in San Francisco at a time when uh, I was moving like the next day and I couldn't figure out what thousands of people were doing outside of Macy's and why the streets were blocked off. And when you live in a city like that, it, you just bump into it all the time, whether somebody's shooting a movie or, you know, a car commercial. Or, and it turned out to be a phenomenon known as Bat Kid, which yes. I, I think was the biggest operation that Make-A-Wish ever did. Yeah, so um, the, the chapter in, in the Greater Bay Area did put together a wish for a little boy who wished to be Bat Kid and help save the city. And so while you may not... Um, see them all the time. There are wishes happening like that across the country on a regular basis uh, when COVID isn't happening. And so, you know, we really believe it takes an entire community to grant a wish. And it is really exciting and really fun when we get to involve so many people. Um, a number of years ago, we had a young man here in Albuquerque who wanted to be a SWAT officer. And so the Albuquerque Police Department got involved, the city of Albuquerque, um, 
he helped catch the Sunday morning bandit. And so they had people come out from around the city to different parks to help him and cheer him on as he tried to catch this bad guy. And so it's really neat um, just to see the level of excitement that a community has when, when they get to do something for a child. How do people get involved or even get notified that you're doing something like that, that you're looking for people to be volunteers in a park for, you know, uh, for a wish like that? Sure. So we do post that on our social media when we have project or wishes like that coming up. We also reach out uh, to the media and let them know during this time of COVID, we actually did one of our largest community-based events. We had a young man named Sam. Um, Sam is 17 and lives here in Albuquerque. And Sam actually wished to give his wish back to healthcare workers. Uh, he was treated at Presbyterian Hospital for cancer, and he felt like he got such phenomenal care. And he just was so grateful, particularly to the nurses who cared for him, that when COVID happened, Sam felt like, Rather than doing something for himself, he really wanted to pay his wish for it. And so he created wish kits to help uh, healthcare providers go back into their homes once they were off of a shift. So things like um, laundry detergent and hand sanitizer and gift cards for restaurants and groceries and he created these kits and the community got involved and we let the media know and we had drop-offs and we ended up getting over $50,000 in in-kind contributions for Sam's Wish. And we were able to create over 200 kits for healthcare workers that were distributed at Presbyterian UNMH Hospital and Loveless uh, here in Albuquerque. And so that's a wish where we certainly let the entire community know and they stepped up in a huge way and not only did it benefit Sam, because he really felt like he got to give back to people who gave so much to him, but it really impacted our entire community um, because so many healthcare workers received those kits and so many people were able to do something at a time where a lot of us feel just completely helpless because of COVID and how much it's turned our lives upside down. We're talking with Sarah Lister. She's the president and CEO of Make-A-Wish New Mexico. Um, again, Sarah, for people that are listening that want to get involved or uh, want to donate to Make-A-Wish New Mexico, how, how do they begin that process? Sure. You can go to newmexico.wish.org, and we have information on there about how to donate, how to volunteer, um, Certainly right now, we're not holding in-person events, but that's where we put all of the information about events that we have coming up or projects that we're working on. And we also put all of that information on our social media. You can find us across social media at Make-A-Wish New Mexico. Can you speak to how COVID has impacted your guys' uh, operations outside of just the wish granting? Sure. So... Like so many, COVID has obviously turned our world upside down. We've had to postpone any wish that is travel related or involves um, a large number of people. And so typically we try to grant a child's wish in under a year. Um, we like to keep it closer to eight months. And depending on what they wish for, that usually um, sometimes it can happen within a, within a matter of months. But because of covid a lot of our wishes have slowed down. Um, we've never stopped granting wishes during this time, but we also are not asking a child to change their wish. So we keep in regular contact with all of our wish families across the state. 
we check in to make sure that the WISH kids are doing good, sending them messages of hope, telling them that we're thinking about them. And we also do let them know that if they wanted to change their WISH, uh, they can do that. But certainly we are going to grant their WISH. It's just taking us a little bit more time. So we've had to get creative. Um, we have had to cancel a lot of our fundraisers, which are typically in person. And so like a lot of nonprofits, um, our ability to fund fundraise this year has been deeply impacted. And what we want the public to know is that while we may not be granting as many wishes right now, all of those kids are waiting and they've been waiting a longer period of time than what we would normally like for them to wait. And so we are working extremely hard to raise as much money as we can right now. So the moment that we are able to safely put children on planes again or grant wishes that are in larger groups, we can do that because we know that they've already had to wait a longer period of time. And not only are they dealing with virtual learning and the restrictions of COVID, but they're also dealing with a medical diagnosis that requires lots of doctor's appointments, uh, lots of treatments. And so things that, that on top of all the other things that all of us are dealing with on a normal basis because of COVID, they're also dealing with a diagnosis of a critical illness. So we want to do everything we can to try to mitigate some of the fear and frustration in their life and give them something to look forward to. I actually was just in my head doing the the math of some of the things you've said, which is always dangerous when somebody that works in broadcast starts doing math. But you're, you said you've got five full-time employees? Yes, we have five staff members. and Or excuse me, five staff members. And it's unbelievable when I start thinking that a wish takes eight months to a year to accomplish how many different wishes these people must be keeping track of. That That's actually kind we of astounding. We do. We have an, an amazing um, team of dedicated employees and volunteers who work tirelessly to make sure these happen. We have a woman uh, named Danielle who is in charge. She's our program manager. So she oversees all of the wishes. And, you know, she is the biggest advocate for our kids. And, and it is difficult right now. We have over 140 kids who are waiting for wishes right now. And that is more than we ever have in our line waiting at any given time. And so while that is scary to us in some ways, because we know that the economy right now is, is taking a hit and we know that families are struggling in so many ways, we just try to focus in on what we can be responsible for and what we can do. And that's trying to give hope to these kids. And so our team works diligently day and night um, to help grant these wishes. And, you know, a lot of our kids do wish for travel. So, you know, living in New Mexico, we know that we're a state that our economy struggles and, and there is a lot of poverty in New Mexico. And so for a lot of wish families, the ability to ever go on vacation um, is not is not a possibility. And and particularly once you add on a sick child, that becomes an even bigger mountain to climb. And so for a lot of our wish kids, the idea of getting to go somewhere like Disney World or the beach is something that they've never thought is possible and make a wish comes along and says, we can make that happen for you. Um, and so that's really what pushes us forward is knowing that we have kids waiting and, and they are counting on us to make sure their wish happens. And we 
all the time in our office, our slogan, our motto is where there's a wish, there's a way. We're going to figure out how to make it happen for each one of these kids. It may take a little bit more time, but the people of New Mexico have been incredibly generous and they always step up and find a way to help us make these wishes happen for kids. We're speaking with Sarah Lister. She's the president and CEO of Make-A-Wish New Mexico. And what are some of your favorite wishes? Can you talk about some of the ones that, that stick out for you? So it's funny. People ask that all the time. And, you know, it didn't feel like we, an original question. <laughs> we, um, you know, every wish is amazing and unique in its, in its own way. But there are certainly wishes where you just wonder how a child came up with that or you're in awe that that's the wish that, that they did. And so um, we certainly get a lot of Disney-related wishes because that's very popular, but even those can be very unique. So, you know, some kid, a, a little boy will wish to race cars with Buzz Lightyear. So, you know, that's not just going to Disney World. He has something very specific in mind. Um, a few that have stood out is certainly Sam's wish to give back was incredibly uh, moving for everyone. Um, but then there are some, I always tell the story of a young man named Laszlo and Laszlo was 11 when his wish was granted. And Laszlo is one of the smartest kids and maybe one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And Laszlo's wish was to meet Elon Musk, um, which is not a common thing for a child to wish for. And the reason he wanted to meet Elon was he wanted to ask him how, once he thought of all these amazing ideas or inventions, how he actually goes about making them a reality. And so Laszlo stood out for me because he just was so intentional in what his wish was and how he wanted to use that going forward in his life. Um, and so we were able to grant Laszlo's wish actually two Octobers ago. He went to SpaceX and met Elon um, and he came back and told us it was the greatest day of his life and that it was amazing to hear uh, Elon's thought process and how he went about um, tell he said the thing that Elon told him that stuck with him the most was he didn't have uh, he didn't have an issue coming up with ideas. His issue was weeding out which ideas weren't a possibility right now. So how did he focus in on this is an idea that I should really put time, effort and energy behind. And so um, I have no doubt that I will hear Laszlo's name in the future um, for amazing inventions or changing the way we see the world because he is an incredible young man and um, his wish was just fun because you just saw in his face the excitement and it wasn't something walking in that you thought might necessarily be life changing. And, and it was. So I'd read in preparation for this interview that John Cena had done 650 wishes, which is the most of any celebrity. I don't assume Elon Musk has a number quite that high. So I do not know exactly how many wishes Elon Musk has granted, but I know that it's not a huge number. There were a couple of other wish kids who um, met Elon Musk at the same time as Laszlo. So Laszlo was not the only child um, to meet Elon at that time. But certainly um, somebody like John Cena has devoted his life and career 
to supporting Make-A-Wish. And he is a phenomenal partner who does wishes on a regular basis and reaches out to wish kids, um, sends messages of hope, you know, lets them know that he's thinking about them. And so um, there's a handful of celebrities who are high up on the the list and, and certainly um, John Cena is number one, which is funny because when I came to Make-A-Wish, that's not who I would have uh, assumed would be the number one uh, requested wish to meet. Well, I'm sure that that changes over time. I also read that almost half of wishes are Disney related. They are. Disney is a huge, um, you know, I think back to being a kid and, and I never went to Disneyland or Disney World as a child. We were a military family with four kids. And so that was just not in my parents' budget. And I think that that's pretty common for a lot of families. Um, Disney is an amazing partner to make a wish. They go out of their way to make sure each wish child's experience is unique and wonderful. And um, it's been tough, not only for make a wish and our kids, but but Disney misses our wish kids. And so right now during this time where we've had to pause our kids being in the park, they have Disney has been doing things to try to encourage our wish kids. They recently came out with an animated short film um, to honor Make-A-Wish kids and the power of family and the power of giving back. And so they right now are doing a number of things to try to support not only our wish kids, but to help support Make-A-Wish through fundraising um, so that we can continue to grant wishes. Sarah Lister, president and CEO of Make-A-Wish New Mexico. Again, how can people get involved with Make-A-Wish here? Sure. So if you'd like to get involved, you can go to newmexico.wish.org and all of our information about donating or volunteering is on our website. You can also go to social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Make-A-Wish New Mexico. Thank you for spending the time with us. You've been listening to Weekly Edition. Weekly Edition.